0: Welcome to the sixth reading of The Holy Ground of Honey Creek, Reflections of a Small-Town Pastor, written by Rev. I. Dean Jordan, read to you by John Jordan. In the preface, Rev. Jordan wrote, I began my ministry in 1950 and retired for the first time in 1988 after serving almost 40 years as a United Methodist minister. Then after retiring, I spent another four years as a part-time minister for the United Church of Christ. As he looked back on my ministry, I realized that these last 50 years have been like no other in challenging our faith, and I thought someone should write a book about it. Not a grand sweeping view of religious history, but insights gained in serving local congregations as we struggle to put our faith into practice. The book that Reverend Jordan wrote consists of essays, letters, sermons, and liturgy that he has used and created during his time as ministry. It is interesting to see how Essays and sermons written more than 30 years ago, some almost 70 years ago, still have relevance today. In today's podcast, I'll be reading the sermon, The Day the manna Ceases. Pay attention to how what he wrote back in 1977 still have relevance to our time today. The Day the manna Ceases first preached March 20th, 1977, at the United Methodist Churches in Offordville and Evansville, Wisconsin the purpose of this sermon is to help us realize that it is essential to recognize the close of one age before we can take advantage of the new one the text for the sermon is joshua 5 12. and the manna ceased on the morrow and they ate of the produce of the land and the people of israel had manna no more but ate of the fruit of the land of canaan that year I remember sitting in a restaurant not too many months ago on an evening when our family was dining out I was examining the menu when I heard a sudden intake of breath by the family, felt some elbows nudging each other, and sensed suppressed laughter. Glancing up quickly, I glimpsed the cause of the excitement. A man and woman of a rather indeterminate middle age, 40 to 55 years, had walked by. He looked fairly ordinary. She was an eye-stopper. Not because of her beauty, but because of her embarrassingly obvious attempts to appear both young and beautiful her hair if it was all her hair was piled on top of her head like two small mounds of dried hay her face was a mask of makeup and the hem of her skirt was about where the bottom of a good long shirt should have been it took several minutes for the whole family and others in the restaurant to get back to the task at hand ordering our meals Now, I am not picking on women this morning. I have seen men who were trying to deny the passage of time by similar masquerades. I just haven't seen one recently. Mm, Except for the youthful-looking man crossing a street in Janesville, who suddenly grasped at his head, was not meant to keep a hat in place, but to keep the gust of wind from blowing away his hair. The only point I'm trying to make is that because this woman failed to realize that she had passed two endings in life— the end of her teens and the end of her young adulthood she dressed in a way that accentuated her age and devalued her beauty it is important to recognize when we come to the end of one age of life in order that we can make those decisions and actions that usher us graciously into the next stage of living what brought all this on was a little phrase in the scripture from joshua 5:12, 12 and the manna ceased You remember when Moses led the Hebrew slaves out of Egypt in the wilderness in which they wandered for 40 years. They would have starved to death except that God provided a special food called manna. Scholars are still discussing what this manna might have been, but this debate is unimportant to us this morning. The thing is that Moses had died. Joshua was in command. He had just finished leading the people across the Jordan River out of the wilderness and into the promised land. The agricultural land of Canaan from now on they would be able to grow their own food and would no longer need special provisions from the Lord thus the scripture says on that very day the manna ceased no longer the travelers in the wilderness the Hebrews had moved into the promised land where they could grow their own food now new opportunities new problems would present themselves But to master the new, they had to realize that the old era had ended. The manna had ceased. In the book and the movie Roots, when the young men of a certain age were taken apart for several weeks and put through manhood training, they came back to the village knowing their youthfulness was over and their manhood had begun. And everyone in the village recognized it too. In our culture, we have a variety of endings marking the passage from youth to maturity one of the early endings is confirmation in the church when we say to our youth that they are now old enough to make their own pledge of allegiance to the god of our lord jesus christ then there is the ending of childhood at age 16 when the kids get their driver's license later comes the most widely celebrated group function high school graduation and at age 18 when they get their id card saying they are old enough to vote and to buy alcohol There is another clearly marked ending in our society that frequently is overlooked because it is most widely regarded as a beginning i speak of marriage too frequently our young people fail to see that marriage marks the end of a certain period of life a time of great personal liberty of limited amount of responsibility of great freedom of movement of self-centered pleasure and growth seeking failing to see marriage as an ending some men and women carry over into the new life of marriage that earlier style of life that is now damaging to the full flowering of the new stage they have entered unless we can see the endings we cannot properly develop the potential of the new beginnings one of the fascinating things about growing older is to experience the more subtle endings and beginnings that occur through life There is the ending marked by the time when our youngest child leaves home, for school or for work. Even if they live nearby, there is an emptiness to which we have given a name, the Empty Nest Syndrome. This ending of direct parental supervision is greeted in a variety of ways. But if we deny that it is an ending and try to continue the supervision and controls we exercised when the kids were home, we're going to be causing grief for ourselves and for them really the empty nest means that the parents are now free again to begin being partners to each other as in a former, former time then there's the ending that may come before or after the empty nest ending that is the ending of the younger adult years this is a poor term it may come at age 36 when you realize you are too old for jc's maybe at age 40 which is traditionally a watershed year for me, it was age 50, a very trying year for me, when I had to come to terms with the fact that certain avenues of professional advancement were cut off from me simply because of the number of years I had lived. Now I had to re examine the goals and priorities I had set as a young man, realizing that the young time of my life had ended and a new age had begun. New goals and new priorities now had to be set new opportunities considered From all I've read and heard retirement is another definite and frequently traumatic ending and Unless we have come to see that each ending is the prelude to a new beginning Such an event as retirement can so disrupt our life that death follows unnecessarily rapidly but retirement can be a new beginning of freedom like nothing experienced since those years of young adulthood before the responsibilities of family and breadwinning began then there's the ending of vigorous life maybe at age 70 maybe 75 maybe 80 or 90. it is that ending when you are too healthy to think of dying and too tired to think of traveling it is an ending and for too many of us It is almost a final termination but i think that if it is seen in proper focus it could be the time of beneficial reflection and recollection how i wish how fervently i wish that many who had reached this ending would see it as the beginning of a time of preserving the memories of how it used to be When by writing speaking into a tape recorder or talking to a personal historian they could preserve for generations yet to come a sense of where they'd been and finally there is the ending of death for some it is a final ending but for the christian it is seen instead as a time of new beginnings of reaching into an unknown but friendly era when opportunity for life and growth continue In a real sense, the Christian is prepared for this ending years before age brings it to him. The Christian is prepared for it when, in the language of the faithful, he gives his allegiance to God and finds himself born anew. Or in the words of Paul, in Christ we become a new creation, when as a gift of our faith, death no longer has dominion over us when in non-biblical terms we make contact with the infinite person within whom the universe exists and realize that in context with that person there is no here nor there no near nor far no now nor then but one great fellowship divine upon the whole round earth life is marked with endings some as clear-cut as the very day the man has ceased but some as indistinct as the gradations between young adult, middle age, and old age. But the thing we must remember is that all endings are the prelude to new beginnings. And if we want the new beginnings to come full flower, we must let go of the endings. We must put behind us childish things and go on to the maturity of Christ. This is the way God has planned things to be And it is good. Amen. 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 This ends the sixth reading from the book The Holy Ground of Honey Creek, Reflections of a Small Town Pastor, written by Reverend I. Dean Jordan. Thank you for listening. Next time we'll be going back to letters and essays on different topics. Uh, One's a Christmas letter. One is humanness and godliness go together. And the third essay that we'll be reading next time is When You Got a Good Model. Those will be the items in our next podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm John Jordan.